everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Format Podcast. About to get it going today. We're going to talk some NBA. You know what it is. And uh, if we're talking about NBA, let's be real here. You know what the topic is. Sometimes we switch it up, but as of right now, we know who's the face of the NBA. We know who's the purveyor, the biggest stories in the league. So we're going right back there. LeBron James. But Bruce, I thought you're not a fan of LeBron. No, I'm not a fan of LeBron, but I am a trained journalist and I understand what moves the needle. And what moves the needle is LeBron James. So let's get right to it. Over the weekend, uh, he had an episode of his show, The Shop, set in a barbershop where he has guests and he has his friends and they come in and they talk about varying subjects, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, this weekend, uh, the guest that he had on was a uh, Baltimore Ravens superstar quarterback, former NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson. And they talked about some interesting topics, including uh, race in the NBA in terms of the racial stigma that still exists with black quarterbacks and for black quarterbacks. But this particular show is not really about that. We can get into that another time. This show is about something else that LeBron James mentioned on that episode of The Shop. And what am I talking about? LeBron James is upset. When is LeBron not upset? Anyway, he's upset that as he moves up the all-time career scoring list, uh, last week he just passed the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points ever combined between playoff and regular season in NBA history, which is a tremendous accomplishment. You can't take that away from him, but you can observe it with some context, and we'll get to that. But LeBron is upset because when they talk about the all-time great scorers, nobody mentions him. Take a listen. They talk about the, the best scores of all time. They never mention my name. Did that piss you off? Yeah, it pissed me off. Did you know the crazy part? It pissed me off, but it's like, the crazy part they, is they don't ever bring my name into it. So LeBron is upset. He He's angry because nobody mentions him when they talk about the all-time great scores. Why is that? Let's, let's dive a little deeper. On its face, it seems like a legitimate gripe by LeBron, right? They all do. But in all seriousness, it seems like a legitimate gripe from LeBron it seems like it makes a lot of sense for a guy who's just about to pass Carl Malone on the all-time scoring list. He currently sits at number three. Carl Malone's number two, obviously. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is number one. If LeBron stays relatively healthy and averages about 25 points per game, he'll pass Kareem for the all-time regular season scoring lead, which is recognized as the all-time scoring lead in the NBA uh, sometime late next season. And again, phenomenal, phenomenal accomplishment. Played 20 years has had a tremendous career in terms of what he's been able to accomplish on the floor. He's got, what, four MVPs. He's got four championships. He's got 10 finals runs. Now, if you've watched this show or listened to me, you know how I feel about the uh, 10 finals runs and only four championships. But again, story for another day. Today, we're talking about LeBron being upset because he's not mentioned as an all-time great scorer. And I'm going to get into why that is. For me, one of the the main reasons that LeBron isn't seen that way is partly of its own doing. Let's be real about that. Listen to LeBron himself. I'm not like a, a natural scorer. So LeBron, you admit that you're not a natural scorer, right? So when we think about the all-time great scorers, who do you think about? We think about obviously Kareem because he's number one. We think about Michael Jordan because, you know, he's got the highest scoring average in history. He's got the highest playoff scoring average. We saw him, if you saw him, this is a dude that just could dominate and destroy people at will. We think about Wilt, who still owns like 40-something individual NBA records and is had the single greatest scoring season and the single greatest scoring game of NBA history. 
this is a guy who was just beyond dominant. Now, some people are going to blame the arrow who he played against, so on and so forth. That's fine. But we think about Wilt as an all-time great scorer. Uh, we think about Kobe, obviously, who on many occasions I've called Michael Jordan light because he took so much of his game from Mike and no disrespect there, right? Imitation is the highest form of flattery. So if you want to be the greatest of all time, who are you going to mimic? The guy that you and most people believe is the greatest of all time and Michael Jordan. So it makes sense. Um, but yeah, the reason that many people, most people who really know basketball don't see LeBron as an all-time great scorer a big part of that is his own doing. You just heard him say that he's not a natural scorer. If you watch him play, this is a guy that lacks go-to moves. His offensive toolkit is extremely limited, right? Part of being a great scorer, and it's maybe not fair to him because he has scored a tremendous amount, as we know by the numbers, but the eye test, when you watch a Kevin Durant, a Kobe Bryant, a Michael Jordan, obviously we, we don't have too much real footage of Wilt. We just see him in the clips towering and dominating over people who just couldn't compete with him physically. But, you know, those guys I mentioned, the elite wing players who were awesome scorers, those guys have go-to moves. Those guys have elite and deep offensive toolkits. You don't get that feeling when it comes to LeBron. LeBron, his way of scoring, for the most part throughout his career, is pretty much prototypical of the modern NBA. It's either a three or it's a dunk. And we'll get into me breaking down how the numbers prove that his scoring is, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it's illegitimate because it's not. No matter the situation, you got to put the ball in the basket. And he's clearly done that with the best of them. But I'm going to add some context to it, okay? Let's get to it. Again, all-time great career, likely the number one scorer of all time. You're already number one in career total points. But let's examine the case, though, okay? So first, let me say this. Um, LeBron James is in his 19th season, and he's still relatively healthy, right? We're seeing him over the, over the tenure of his time in Los Angeles. He's gotten injured more than we've ever seen that before from him. But that's just father time. Like, there's no way playing the amount of minutes. I think he's played the third most minutes in NBA history. The amount of minutes this guy has played that the injuries are not going to start to catch up to you no matter what type of condition you keep yourself in. And that's where I was going with this. He has done an absolutely incredible, phenomenal, amazing job of keeping himself and his body in condition to be able to play at a high level this late into his career. So kudos, LeBron. Like, I'm serious. I'm not even being sarcastic. That is a tremendous thing in of itself. Um, he's done the work physically. He's expended, he, he spent the money to have the, the right tools, the right people to help him keep his body in a position where he can maximize every bit of the ability and talent that he has left, right? That is tremendous. Again, fantastic. Seriously. Now, let's look at this. LeBron James is fifth all time in career scoring average at 27.1 points per game, I believe. Just, just over 27, right? Um, there's not too many people ahead of him in scoring average. Obviously, you have Wilt. I think you have Allen Iverson. I think you have Kevin Durant, Michael Jordan, right? That should be the four that's ahead of him. Maybe Jerry West. I think Jerry West. At 20, but, but the point is, he's fifth all time at 27 points per game. And that's incredible. He's currently the number three regular season all-time scorer. He's going to pass Carl Malone pretty soon here. And again, should he stay healthy, he's going to pass Kareem next season. All right, got it. He's the all-time leading playoff scorer. He's having the best scoring season ever 
this late into a career and he's legitimately in contention for leading the NBA in scoring. Now, quick note here, no one has ever led the NBA in scoring this late into their career. Again, kudos, LeBron. Um, but second, and I've talked about this on other episodes, what are all those points doing for the Lakers? Not a whole lot. So again, you know, you're getting your numbers, but eh, you might not even make the playoffs or make it out of the play-in game. So we'll see. Anyway, um, so these are all good things that LeBron is doing, right? These are all things that say, oh, this guy's an all-time great scorer. Those are raw numbers minus context. Let's get into it. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the number one all-time leading regular season scorer, over 38,000 career points. And that is awesome. He played 20 years. LeBron is likely going to play 20 years, maybe more. Let's, let's look at some of these things, right? So LeBron is the all-time leading playoff scorer. Tremendous accomplishment. Can't take nothing away from him. But that's interesting because for Kareem's entire career, the first round of the playoffs was best of five, not best of seven. What does that mean? That means that Kareem didn't even have the opportunity to play as many games as LeBron James has been able to play. So let's keep that in mind. Um, same early in Michael Jordan's career. For the, for the early part of it, the, the first round series were best of five series, not best of seven. So in theory, you could get swept in three instead of four and a game, a series in the first round at most could go five games and not seven. Those are a lot of opportunities to score points in the playoffs that Michael Jordan didn't get, Karl Malone didn't get, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar didn't get, right? So all these are things we got to take into account, right? LeBron fans love to try and apply context to explain to you why Michael Jordan isn't what they say he was, but Let's do the same on the flip side. Okay. Here's another interesting thing. When Michael Jordan was playing in the NBA, guys were not shooting nearly as many three-point shots as LeBron James. Obviously, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a center. And for a good part of his career, I want to say the first 12 years of his career, there were no threes. Karl Malone was a power forward. Um, obviously back then power forwards weren't shooting threes. That wasn't the game. Okay. I'm going to throw a bunch of numbers at you guys right now. And the only reason I'm doing that is because a lot of LeBron, LeBron fans love to hear numbers. You love stats. So I'm going to do what you guys like, and I'm going to give you stats to provide some context. Okay. So Michael Jordan in his regular season career only attempted 1.7 three pointers per game. Okay. In the playoffs for his career, which was 13 seasons, he attempted 2.5 three-pointers per game for a total in his career of 2,224 three-point attempts. Now, we always hear Michael Jordan couldn't shoot the three, and that would be a big defect if he played today. And that's what makes uh, one of the reasons LeBron is a better offensive player than him. Okay. Michael Jordan, I believe, was 32% uh, for his career from three which was right around the league average. So Michael Jordan was an average three-point shooter for the era that he played in. So we can't look at today's three-point statistics and say Michael Jordan couldn't shoot the three. That's ridiculous. But again, context, right? So LeBron for his career has attempted three excuse me, 4.5 three-pointers per game. Now let that sink in. That's almost three more threes per game in the regular season LeBron has attempted 
as opposed to Michael Jordan. In the playoffs, LeBron has attempted 4.8, so his three-point attempts don't go up that much in the playoffs. But it's still it's still uh, two three-point attempts more than Michael Jordan did in the playoffs. So through 13 seasons, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm, I'm going to look at it this way, right? LeBron has attempted to today 7,383 total three-point shots. That's 5,000-plus more three-pointers LeBron has attempted than Michael Jordan. That's a lot of points, even at their both career averages, right? Now, let's look at it just through 13 seasons, if you want to be fair, because I know people are going to say, well, LeBron played a lot longer, so you can't look at those raw numbers. Totally get it. So through 13 seasons, right? Michael Jordan only played 13 seasons. And let me remind you, during those 13 seasons, he won six championships, never got forced to a game seven in the NBA finals. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Anyway, um, through 13 seasons, LeBron has attempted 3,953 three-pointers in the regular season, 1,116 three-pointers in the playoffs for 5,069 total threes. So why am I giving you those numbers? Because what I want to do is a little mathematical exercise. And I am a journalist, not a mathematician, but I'm going to play around with the numbers a little bit here. So what I want to do is extrapolate out Michael Jordan's numbers. If he shot as many three-pointers in his 13-year career as LeBron shot in the 13 years, in the first 13 years of his career, at the same percentage Michael Jordan shot threes for his career. Is that fair enough? Okay, cool. So combining regular and postseason, if Michael Jordan shot the same amount of threes as LeBron through 13 seasons, he would have 2,845 more three-point attempts. And at 32.9%, which is not elite at all, that's actually a terrible three-point percentage today, but was average back then, Michael Jordan would have had 936 more made three-pointers and 2,000 808 more career points. So now he would have had a lot more points, which would have put him at third all time. That would have had him pass Kobe. And look at this. If you add that, Michael Jordan would, he would still be behind LeBron today, but LeBron would only be about a thousand points ahead. And that's six years later. Just think about that. Just think about that. So also, if we stop at that 13-year mark, counting regular season points alone, Michael Jordan is 5,459 points for his career ahead of LeBron. But people still try to say that people still try to say that LeBron is the greatest scorer of all time. Yes, people really say that. Richard Jefferson said that. Gilbert Arenas said that. Nick Wright said that. Shan Sharp said that. Like, these are ridiculous statements to make. Okay, now, I already mentioned Kareem was a center. He didn't shoot threes. And for the first 12 years of his career, there actually were no threes in the NBA. So that's not even an issue. In Malone's era, power forwards didn't shoot threes, right? Okay. Kobe, he came into the league in 1996, retired in 2016 after 20 years. So realistically, he only played about half of his career in what we call the three-point era, right? So three-point era kind of really came in vogue around 2006, seven seconds or less, Phoenix Suns really kind of kicked that thing off. And prior to that, the game was still a mid-range game. It still had some, you know, big man presence in it, much more so than it does today, right? Okay, so Kobe only played half of his career in the three-point era. So kind of a similar thing to Michael Jordan. He didn't shoot him 
nearly as much. Okay, now let's talk about how LeBron gets his points. Now we can look at this guy. He is a tremendous physical specimen. There's no question about that. When LeBron James gets going downhill, there's few who have ever played this game who are better at finishing at the rim. With that said, the modern NBA game, and as it has been for most of his career, right, is a game played now with open lanes, much less defensive pressure, less elite shot blocking, rim protection. The floor is much more spread because, as I mentioned, the proliferation of the three-point shot. And so that allows a guy like LeBron to be able to, if he can beat his first defender, pretty much get downhill with no resistance. And if you notice, a whole bunch of his career dunks are on wide open lanes. Hey, he gets the points how he gets them. I get it. But let's not act like what he's doing is super, super special. And, and the reason I say that, and I'll get to it a little more, is that when you watch the guy play, part of the other reason that we don't think of him as an elite scorer is because he doesn't pass the eye test of having an elite offensive toolkit. Okay, I'll get back to that. Um, so let's talk about the playoff scoring. Okay, in the playoffs, we know LeBron James is the all-time leading playoff scorer. And he's got that by uh, roughly about 2,000 points. And again, tremendous, tremendous feat. He's been able to produce time and time again in terms of statistical production over an extremely long career. So uh, more power to you, LeBron. Very impressed. Mentioned it earlier, how you've been able to keep your body in condition and continue to work at your craft, at least to some extent, to be able to continue to put up these numbers. Okay, now more context. <laughs> LeBron has played in 19 years, 87 more playoff games than Michael Jordan. Let that sink in. 87 more playoff games than Michael Jordan. Kareem played 20 years. LeBron played 19 years. And yet, LeBron has still played 29 more playoff games than Kareem. And that's kind of what I talk about when I mentioned earlier that for Kareem's entire career, the first round was only three games. So that adds up. LeBron has played 46 more playoff games than Kobe, 73 more playoff games than Karl Malone. Why do I bring up Kobe, Mike, Kareem, and uh, uh, Karl Malone? Because those are the guys that are with LeBron in the top five all-time scoring. So that's kind of where I am on that, why I just chose those guys. Okay. On average, LeBron played 58.75 more playoff games in his career than those other all-time top five scorers. So when you add it up, again, LeBron has had so much more opportunity to score all these points. And side note, I find this interesting. Kobe played 20 years. LeBron has played 19, yet LeBron has played 46 more playoff games than Kobe. Does that say anything to anybody here? Well, I'll tell you what it says to me is, LeBron has taken a lot more time to dispatch his playoff opposition, even though he spent the majority of his career in the much weaker conference. Just something to think about. Food for thought, right? Okay, cool. So hey, let, let's talk a little more before I get out of here about this. So we talked about part of the reason that people don't see LeBron as an elite scorer because you have to apply the context. And I hope I've helped you to apply some of that. The other thing is... Uh, he has said himself that he's not a natural scorer. The other thing is he lacks go-to moves in that his offensive toolkit is pretty limited, right? For most of his career, it's been either get a three or get a dunk. Also, most of the other elite scorers, not including big men, 
have shot the free throw a lot better than LeBron. LeBron's left a lot of points on the floor for an elite all-time, all-time elite wing player or a guy with an all-time, all-time elite wing player career. Let me make that distinction. He's at an all-time career. Anyway, um, the eye test doesn't show him as a scorer the way it does the other great scorers. So let's think about this, right? Obviously, we know Michael Jordan was one of the most incredible guys ever. And, and one of the things I love to point to when we talk about Michael Jordan as a scorer versus LeBron as a scorer, when Michael Jordan was playing, as I mentioned earlier, the game hadn't gone out to the three-point liners yet. So it was so much more packed with bigs. You had power forwards in there defending each other, battling for rebounds. You had centers in there. So often when Michael Jordan is attacking the rim, He's only he's already got four guys in the paint that he has to go over through and around to try and score. I like to point often to the fact that in Michael Jordan's uh, I want to say 19, either 87 or 88, Michael Jordan averaged 37 points per game, which is incredible, especially for a guard. Right. Especially for a guard and not a guard during the three point era. But even more so, he only made 12 three pointers that whole season. Only 12, averaging 37 points per game. Let that sink in. The big-time scorers now, these guys knock down threes at an incredible rate. When Steph Curry averaged 30 a game or 31 a game, he also set the record for most threes made in a season, I believe, at 405. So think about what it took for Michael Jordan to do in a much more physical era, in an era where the paint was packed, to be able to score 37 points a game without the three-pointer as a weapon. Like, that's incredible. Okay, next up, we look at a guy, Kobe Bryant, the guy I like to call Michael Jordan Light. Why do I call him Michael Jordan Light? Explain this already. Kobe said that he modeled his game after Jordan. You can see it, the way he walked, the way he talked, at least early on, his moves. We, we've all seen the video where you see Michael Jordan doing the move, and then you see a flash on the screen, and then it turns to Kobe. Whoever made that was, that was incredible with the photo editing and the video editing, but you see just how identical and obviously how much time Kobe spent modeling his offensive game after Michael Jordan. And then we know also that later in his career, Kobe Bryant went worked out with Hakeem Olajuwon to get his post game right. Obviously, Dream, one of the greatest post players of all time. We saw Kobe now begin to dominate in the mid and low post. We saw him uh, execute almost flawless footwork, just absolutely incredible. The things that that guy could do. His offensive toolkit was so much deeper than LeBron. He had a tighter handle than LeBron. He had a better mid-range shot. He had a better pull-up than LeBron. He had a better post game than LeBron. Clearly has better footwork than LeBron. So all these things, all these different moves that Kobe could go to in his offensive repertoire are again why even though he doesn't have the scoring average LeBron does for his career and that LeBron has surpassed him in total points is why we think of Kobe as the better scorer. Okay. We look at a guy like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who has arguably the greatest signature shot in NBA history in the sky hook. And that sky hook was great from college at UCLA all the way through a 20-year career in the NBA. And he used that to get about 38,000 points. Obviously, all his points didn't come on the skyhook, right? But 38,000 points and a whole lot of them, I'd probably say about 30,000 of them came on skyhooks, which he could shoot from both baselines with both hands, um, elbow, both hands. I mean, it was just incredible. One of the most graceful, 
awesome shots ever. He also had a good mid-range shot. He also had some up and under moves in the post. This is a guy who could do it all. But we talk about it. It just looked so different, right? And there's other guys we can go to in terms of looking at them and saying these guys are better scorers. The last one I'm going to mention, he's not even in the top 10 in scoring yet, but you got a guy like Kevin Durant, who uh, he has, I think, 27 and a half, 27.7 points per game, career scoring average. And the, the scary thing is he doesn't even look, when you watch him, like he's going hard, right? Like LeBron, he's beating his chest. He's shoving guys out of the way. He's dunking over guys and scowling and all that. Okay, great. It looks super aggressive and, and all that. But KD is just so smooth. Again, another guy with a better handle than LeBron, a guy with a much better mid-range game than LeBron, a guy who has instituted a post package into what he can do. Just his offensive toolkit and the way he can score the basketball down low, mid-range, all the way out to three, off the dribble, catch and shoot, flawless, flawless offensive game. And so this is another guy that we look at and we say he's an all-time elite scorer, even though he's not near LeBron in terms of total scoring. Obviously, he hasn't played in the league nearly as long, but he's not near him in terms of total points scored. But you look at him and you say, I test, this guy's a better scorer than LeBron. Also much better from the free throw line. So you see all these reasons why people don't think of LeBron as an all-time great scorer. And realistically, even though the numbers say what they say, and I think I really feel like people played around with the numbers to kind of come out with this narrative that LeBron is the best clutch scorer in playoff history and blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, whatever. Again, I'm not a statistician. I'd love to sit down with the people who came up with those, but that's cool. But I guarantee you most people who know basketball if you went all time and you asked them who you would look to and give the ball to to get a basket in a situation where you really need one with the game on the line, most people are not going to say LeBron because the toolkit is limited, right? A lot of people may say Reggie Miller. A lot of people may say uh, possibly Ray Allen. Of course, people are going to say Michael Jordan. Of course, people are going to say Kobe. Um, some people may say Larry Bird, like there's other players, uh, probably a bunch of other players that people are going to bring up before they bring up LeBron James. All these things are part of the reasons why they don't see LeBron as an all-time elite scorer. When you place it all in context, when you look at the era, when you look at the style of play, when you look at the rules, right? When you look at the other elite scores, when you take into account the eye test, at the end of the day, there is a reason LeBron James is not mentioned as an all-time great scorer, despite his total numbers. All right, guys. So, um, hey, if, if you disagree or you agree, leave something in the comments for me. Appreciate it. Uh, tell me what you think about that. Anyway, um, I'm going to get out of here. But before I do, you know what we got to do. Uh, obviously, just want to go ahead and say thanks for checking in. If you're on YouTube and you haven't already, click that subscribe button in the lower right corner of your screen and click the notification bell so you can be notified when new content comes out on the channel. And uh, if you have watched the show, you like the show, please give us that thumbs up. If you don't, don't, right? I'm not the guy that's going to say, give me a thumbs up, even if you don't like it. Uh, if you agree, disagree, you can see how to reach me right there on the screen. Please do so. Give me a shout. I love the interaction. Um, if you want the audio only version of the podcast, Anywhere you get your audio podcast, just type in the format podcast. We should come right up. Go ahead and subscribe. 
Um, always putting out new content. Appreciate it. And if your audio podcast platform allows you to, please give us that five-star rating. And if you like, leave a comment. All that stuff helps in the algorithm, helps us to continue to rise and uh, keep coming up, make us easier to find and, and spread the show. All right. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. And uh, as always, have a great day. See you next time. And I'm out. Peace.